Hello, good people. My name is Ty, welcome back to the show. Today I'm going to be talking about democracy, which is a topic that should be interesting to all of us, seeing as it pertains to all of us. But before that, there are a few messages from me, so listen to those, and I'll hop right into it. Hello, good people. My name is Ty. As you've no doubt noticed, I'm doing a little bit of a revamp of the show. I've got some new music in, I've got a new, um, I'm not sure what you'd call this, cover art, I guess. So, I hope you enjoy. Also, if you'd like to reach out to any member of my team or myself, you can do so at roroandcompany.com. That's R-O-R-O and company.com. Enjoy the show, folks. Alright, people, so, democracy. This is an incredibly interesting question, and I'm glad to have received it. It wasn't asked that much, like some of the other more politically charged questions, but democracy. So, the main question or where it was leading, I should say, is, is it the best form of governance? And this is a very valid question. I think that many of us in our Western lives sort of take democracy almost for granted, but it really is a magical thing that people got together and not one person in the creation of democracy decided, hey, you know what, I'm just going to seize all of this power that seems to be readily available. Of course, democracies always tend to lean towards that, that destruction, that tyranny. Of course, you have the Peloponnesian War with Athens and Greece, and you have, of course, the decline of the Roman what was a republic then became an empire. Just the very name change alone can explain to you the sort of lack of democratic process that happened there. But ultimately, are democracies bad? Okay, well, that's a very vague question. And I believe that I clarified a little bit earlier on, are democracies good for just the basic human course, the human trajectory? Well, that's a completely separate question from, are democracies good for our times? Because I think very few people debate that democracy is one of the best systems that we have available right now. And the reason that it's the best is because it's the most checking system. It's the most open system. It's a system which allows everybody to look and check the power of their fellow individual. I was recently explained the etymology of the word ostracization, and the heads of this city-state, whenever they thought that another person was getting too much power, this is a Greek city-state, I mean, they would write on a little broken piece of pottery the name of the person that they thought had too much power. And then they would reveal, and whoever had the most names, or whoever had the most votes, essentially, was ostracized. And the etymology of the word comes from that little broken piece of pottery that they would write that note on. How all of that connects back to democracy, I'll explain right now. So, democracy is a completely open system, as I've said. It's built on people all having an equal amount of power, and by their combined hand, they are able to accomplish great things. Of course, the same thing can be said for mob rule, which is the most base form of democracy. And whenever I say democracy, I'm going to be talking about a more representative democracy, because that's what we see, that's what's prevalent in many of our modern-day democratic institutions. That's especially what we have in the United States and elsewhere, England with their parliamentary system. But yes, a representative democracy. So, ultimately, is it the best system that we have right now? Well, I'm going to answer this straight up because it's a much easier task. Yes, I believe it is. Many, many countries lean democratic or have leaned democratic throughout history and are leaning democratic. And that's because people ultimately have the power. The people are the heart of the city. And nothing can be done without the acceptance, without the toleration of the people. 
A government can't do anything without its people. A government is made up of people. And so including more people in the governing process seems like a good thing to do, given its intrinsic people-based social nature. But ultimately, the reason that the final reason, the one determining reason that it is the best for our current way of things is because democracy allows for the least corruption. That's not to say that it doesn't happen. And the bad thing is that you get a few corrupt people in a row. And of course, that can that whole thing can spiral out of control. But ultimately, theoretically, and this is all theoretically, a democracy should have at least less corruption than other types of states, be they monarchies, aristocracies, dictatorships, etc. And the reason for that is because there is a almost mandated change of power every so often. I mean, you definitely see this in the United States with term limits, and of course the parliamentary system with votes of confidence, etc. So that sort of removal of power is very interesting that we see throughout democracy, and that really is the cornerstone of the democratic process, elections, the power of the people to change the power if they would like to do so. So ultimately, that's why democracy is the best system that we have currently, because it allows for tyrants to be booted out of office before they can do anything truly damaging. And of course, this is not for every case. Of course, you do have cases like the Roman Empire and things like that but I'm talking theoretically. So then comes the question, is it good for just the humanitarian project? Is it good for the efficacy of humanity as a species on this planet? Well, that's a much more, not only theory-based, but more difficult question to answer, at least for me. And what I'm lo really looking at when I say, is democracy the best form of government? The, the one other theoretical government in my mind that could topple democracy as being not only more effective but better constructed is a almost platonic philosopher king now plato's philosopher king spoken through socrates in his book the republic talks a lot about that very topic just the idea of you having this one philosopher king and it's exactly how it sounds it is a monarchy it is a dictatorship but that being said, there are good things about a dictatorship, if not from just a happiness emotion level, from a efficacy level. Because dictatorships, by their very nature, are able to get things done quicker. You don't have to go through the voting process to get something done. And you are able to just point your finger and go. That is the good thing about a dictatorship and something which is almost invaluable in terms of wartime, etc. That's why more powers are given to the executive branch during things like wartime, because, of course, you need that fast decision-making that can't exactly rely on a branch which has too many people in it, such as Congress. But given our theoretical situation, let's, see, let's say that humans are pure no matter. Well, then there's a very promising argument to be held for a philosopher king type stance, at least just for the efficacy of human beings on this planet. And what do I mean by efficacy? I just mean human technological advancement, things like that, societal advancements as well, don't get me wrong, but the, the ability for us all to exist as a cohesive, stable species, definitely have one, having one person in charge definitely helps with keeping that sort of societal cohesion. I mean, I think that's undisputed, it's just common sense that change of 
power every so often leads to great instability because the two regimes that can occupy that space could be of totally different ideologies, totally different minds about some things, which leads to that increased instability. And stability is extremely important in the founding of any given civilization. Hence why, of course, the philosopher king would be ideal. Now, coming with that, that whole philosopher king setup, is also the idea of a noble lie, what was called a noble lie in the Platonic Socratic setting. Now, Plato and Socrates, almost their entire idea goes against lying and for truth. So what does this noble lie mean, especially linked with Plato and Socrates? Well, ultimately, the noble lie was this that when God, or when the pantheon of gods, was making humans, he put bronze in some, he put silver in others, and he put gold in a select few. <laughs> I, what, what does any of that mean? Well, gold would be the philosopher kings, the philosopher aristocracy. So anybody born of a golden family would theoretically have gold inside them, and thus be preordained to be a philosopher king, or a member of the philosopher governance. Then you have the silver ranks, and these are the armies, the peacekeepers of society, policemen, etc., and they were born into this role. And then bronze is basically everybody else. Bronze, in this situation, gives the most freedom, shockingly enough. It just doesn't allow for any vertical movement up and down this social structure, which again could ultimately allow for more stability, and if we take happiness and general well-being of the citizens out of the equation, then this certainly seems very, very promising. I mean, it's certainly stable. You can't say that it isn't. Allowing for virtually no vertical movement whatsoever, what could be more stable? So Socrates and Plato developed this lie to tell the people, well, why would they tell the people this lie? to ultimately keep them satisfied and have them not move vertically, or at least attempt to move vertically. You don't want a member of the silver class trying to go up to gold, or bronze to silver, or silver down to bronze. You want everybody to stay in their select positions because that's what they were born to do. I don't know. It's a very interesting thought. And in that situation, just completely hypothetically, I don't think that democracy is the best system for running humanity, only for its slowness only for its slowness. But yeah, I just wanted to take a look at that. I thought it was an interesting question, if not a particularly deep one, but it does have its roots, and of course that Socratic Platonic philosophy, but I guess you could say that about almost everything. To make someone sound intellectual, you could tie almost any philosophical idea to any sort of idea, concept, etc. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because it struck me as interesting. I hope it was for you people. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your days, enjoy your evenings, enjoy your afternoons, and goodbye.